Well, good morning, everyone. I'm really glad that you're joining with us here today because today actually I want to do something a little bit different. Today I want to share with you two big ideas and then also three stories. The two big ideas I want to share with you right up front are just this. I want to talk and share briefly on the importance of remembering and also praying. That's what I want to talk about a little bit today. I want to talk about remembering and praying, and then I want to share with you really three stories from three different people within our church all about remembering and praying. And so I want to talk a little bit, as I said, just about the importance of remembering. Because I think that it's really important for us actually to remember where we have been so that we can move forward. That if, if you want to actually move forward in your life, you need to actually remember where you have come from. I want to say that again, because I think that it's important. I also think that it's something that can be missed very easily. That if you want to move forward in life, you need to remember actually where you have come from. And I don't want maybe the simplicity and clarity of that statement to actually confuse you about its depth, because it's really, really important. So what I want to share with you today, before we kind of move into summer proper, before kids kind of get let out of school, before we move into maybe vacations or just sitting outside more or barbecues and fresh strawberries and all the good things of the summer, I want to invite you to actually remember and look back over where you have been this past year. To take some time to think about what you have been through in this past month, this past year, this past season. Because what I think we have a habit of doing in the West specifically is moving directly always onto the next thing. And I know that there's so many good things in front of us that at least for me, I'm feeling so much more hopeful than I did maybe six or eight months ago with all the good things of summer coming up. I actually think that now is a perfect time to pause and to actually remember where God has been active in this past year so that we might actually be able to move forward with what he has for us. And the Bible actually, the Bible often talks about this. It often talks about the importance of remembering the past, of remembering God's past activities, of reflecting on what you've been through so that you can move forward into the future that God has for you. So I want to read to you a few different verses found throughout the Bible on the importance of remembering and reflecting where you've been. So we read this, for example, in Psalm 103, verse 2. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he does for me. This is so important. If we're going to see God in the future, we have to remember how he has been active in the past. We need to actually spend some time reflecting. Or in Exodus, Moses calls the people to remember the movement of God in their lives with this verse in Exodus 13, verse 3. So Moses said to the people, this is a day to remember forever. This is a day to remember forever, to let God's activities actually shape your future. He says, um, the day you left Egypt, the place of slavery, today the Lord has brought you out by the power of his mighty hand. He says that this past activity should not only be remembered, but it should actually then shape you in the future. That's the importance of remembering and reflecting. Or in Deuteronomy 8.2, we read this. Remember how the Lord your God uh, led you through the wilderness these 40 years, right? Or in Deuteronomy 32, verse 13, it says, remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Or in Psalm 77, verse 11, it says, and I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. That what the Bible invites us into and challenges us, really, is to remember how God has been active in the past so that we might see him moving in the future. So that we would be aware of his presence. So that we would be looking for how we might move in our lives and the lives around us. So what I want to do is to invite you to do something really simple, but actually really necessary today. I want to invite you to just spend some time actually reflecting and remembering and thinking through the past year, month, season, whatever it may be, and to ask yourself some questions of, God, where were you active? 
What have you led me through? How have you moved in my life? What were some of the challenges I maybe faced or overcame or whatever it may be? I want to invite you to actually spend some time remembering and reflecting over where you went or where you were so that you might know where God might move you forward into. And this actually, as I said, I think is a perfect season for that. That before we move into the real true busyness of summer and especially the busyness of September, it's important that we spend some time kind of reflecting. That just as how right now at every graduation kind of across the region, that this is what they're doing. They're looking back so they can look forward. This is actually what the Bible calls us to do. So the first thing I want to invite you and challenge you to do is to spend some time actually remembering where God has been active and reflecting over the past year, month, or season. The second thing that I want to invite you to do is to pray. It's to pray intentionally about the future that you are moving into. I think that this is incredibly important. I think it's important not only to pray about our everyday activities, but to actually pray about the future that God has for us. To pray about what it is we are hoping to be moving into. To pray with intentionality, with purpose, with real passion. That's what I want to invite you to also consider. To think through, what is the future that you are longing to move into? What should you be praying about? Maybe it's that your marriage will be strengthened. Maybe it's that you'll find like a job, a friend. Maybe also that you'll find God's movement within your life. Maybe it's that you'll find some new hope or a relationship restored. I want to invite you to not only remember what has happened, but to also specifically be praying about what you hope will happen, will happen in the future. The Bible also calls us towards this, not only to remember, but then to pray. Listen to, again, a few different verses that speak of the importance of praying and asking God for the future that we want to move into. In James, we read this. Uh, it says this, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. And he says this, the Apostle James, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Or in 1 John 5, the Apostle John says, And we are confident that God hears us whenever we ask him for anything that pleases him. And since we know that he hears us, when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Or for example, in Ephesians 6.18, listen, listen to the real conviction of Paul when he says this, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. He says, keep praying. He says, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Or lastly, we read this in Philippians 4, and this is just a few of the verses in the Bible that call us to the constant activity of prayer. We read this starting in verse 6. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and then thank him for all that he has done. Do you notice there how there's the twin ideas of praying and remembering? right? Of praying and remembering. It says this, tell God what you need. That's praying. But then what else does it say? And thank him for all that he has done. That's remembering his past activity. Those are the two twin things I want to call you to, to, to today. I want to call you to remembering and to praying. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. And so today I have a main point that is really simple. I want to invite you and challenge you with the importance to remember and to pray. That's my main point, really the importance to remember and to pray. And my challenge is really simple. Would you then actually take time to look back in your life about where you have come from, but then also pray about the future that you want to enter into with God? That as Paul says in Philippians 4, tell God what you need, pray, and thank him for all that he has done. Remember, that's what I want to invite you into today. Because I think it's really important before we move into the full-fledged summer, before we move into the fall and all that might be before us, I want to invite us to pause for a moment and to reflect on where God has been active and then to pray about where we are hoping to see him move in your life and in mine and the lives around us. 
And so to help us to understand this idea of both remembering and praying, today and then I want to share with you three stories. Three stories from people in our church family, our church congregation, that talk about the importance both of prayer and also remembering the activity of God. So today we're going to hear from Eric and his family. We're also going to be hearing from Patty and from Ron, and we're also going to be hearing from Jim. And so let's take time to listen to their stories and their testimonies and to be encouraged in and through that. Hi everybody, I'm really glad to be able to be here with Jim Demanis, who is our new executive pastor over the last uh, number of weeks here with us, and we're really excited to be able to hear from him just about the importance of prayer and remembering, and especially seeing how God might be moving in our lives. So Jim, uh, do you want to share with us some of the things that you've been praying for over the past year? Well, actually, uh, it's it's been a couple of years, and uh, I've, you know, I found myself at the, the foot, of, uh, foot of my bed, and um, for the first time in my life, I prayed, you know, very earnestly to God uh, that uh, He would take uh, complete leadership in my life, and that um, I would be in the center of His will. And it was, again, it was the first time in my life that that I actually meant it with with every fiber of of my being. And um, I just really, I prayed that I wanted to live for Him. What kind of brought you to the point of, of really? deciding or really praying those prayers? Uh, yeah, I guess there was, um, the only way I can describe it was a, like a gnawing uh, in, in my life. And, and, I, and I believe that that gnawing was actually the spirit sort of, you know, moving me to become more real in my relationship uh, with, with Christ. And um, it's funny how that started. Um, I was having a conversation with, with a friend of mine, Derek, and um, it was, uh, we were discussing business. And he was talking about uh, a business leader um, who was quite well known. And he said, you know, do you, you know, do you know him? And I said, yeah, I know him. And he said, hmm. He said, but does he know you? And he, that, he did that tongue in cheek, but he was trying to make a point, right? And actually, it was, it was as though God used that conversation uh, and that, you know, Derek's a good friend and a mentor, a uh, man of faith, and uh, I'm, I'm convinced that God used that conversation to sort of, not sort of. He said to me, "You know, do I know you, Jim? You know, do I? You know, do you have a real relationship with me? Are you living for me?" And uh, really, that started um, this hunger for me to to know God more and to uh, to have a real relationship with Him and to to really that His will be done. Because up until then. Um, Although I prayed the, the, the prayer, the reality was I was like the managing partner <laughs> of our relationship. I think that's a really good way of putting it. Sometimes um, sometimes we almost are like the managing partner. Like we go to God for some advice, but we'll kind of right. take it under advisement yeah, exactly. or, or whatever you know, it is. I'll, I'll, yeah. take care of, yeah. I'll take care of that. And, yeah. and it was like even in areas such as, you know, my finances, my career, my health. Um, when I did say that prayer... Again, it was very earnest and very sincere. And when I when I asked the Lord to take over, whatever it took. In other words, you know, if, if it means my my finances, if it means you know my job, if it means my health, you know, losing all of those things, then so be it. 
Uh, but up until then, you know, those areas were somewhat off limits, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then how's God been kind of answering those prayers that you've been praying in the past, <laughs> the past little while? Yeah. So um, be careful what you, uh, what you ask for. But uh, he certainly uh, has been moving and, and did move very definitively. Um, on the work front, I was essentially restructured out of my job. So, you know, that, that went. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, my identity, or at least a good portion of it, was wrapped up in, in what I did. You know, I, I, I took pride in, in my work and uh, spent a lot of years, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. So that was very important to me. So, you know, that, that was off the table. And um, as well, he, he, he planted a, a seed in both mine and Shannon's heart in terms of wanting to um, or perhaps even needing to move from where we were in Burlington um, to a community where we could engage in farming and, uh, and open up our, our home to the community and, and p- potentially, uh, you know, share our food with people, open up our home, and really, and share Christ that way. That's beautiful. Um, and then, yeah, how has prayer then really, this exercise of prayer kind of deepened your relationship with God as you've been opening yourself up to Him and really also, obviously also seeing Him move in your life through you know, a number of different places and ways? Well, He's certainly reoriented uh, my, my desires or, or perhaps, you know, fine-tuned them a little more. And certainly just from a career perspective, I find myself, you know, here at Bethany. And even the way in which this this position came to be, quite frankly, was God at work. And, uh, you know, um, I, want to rem- I want to be humble in terms of how, how, I, uh, how I answer this question or explain this part of my journey. But uh, I really felt that God led me to, to Bethany. And, um, you know, I, and I think that he led me here for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, hopefully that I can add value to the Bethany uh, community and, and uh, the wonderful work that we're doing here for Christ. But at the same time, I, I feel that uh, God has led me here again to work out my salvation and to learn things that uh, I needed to learn. So things like grace. Um, you know, I, I thought I had an understanding of what grace meant, but it has become more of a reality since I've been here. And so uh, I just know that, you know, looking back and seeing how God um, ordained this position to happen from how it was first introduced to me and then the confirmation uh, that I received from people that I didn't even know that just happened to attend Bethany uh, while I was contemplating this, um, this role. And then, it, of course, it coming to fruition. So it's, uh, it's, been, quite, uh, it's been quite tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, no. I, I didn't answer your, your other okay. question. Yeah, that's all right. Um, no, I think that is a beautiful story about how God's moved you here. And I can say from the other side of things um, that definitely you coming here was actually an answer to prayer. As we were praying about who's going to be in this role and um, just how might they be and then how God did orchestrate all of that. And I also love what you said about working out your salvation. That's what you know Paul says in Philippians. He says, like, work out your salvation to make sure that we continue to grow and we don't get stagnant. Um, yeah. And so in that kind of vein and theme of things, what is God really inviting you to be praying for like this year as you look forward? Uh, I'm just, what I'm praying for is just uh, that uh, he continues to lead my life, that um, I hopefully can bring some value here, whether and and however long I'm here for, whatever that season is. Uh, I'm just just happy to, um, to be his servant 
and to truly live for Him and, and not for myself. So. I just want to also encourage everybody too to not miss what, what Jim shared. That I really think that there is um, a real spiritual principle that sometimes an answer to a prayer only really happens after a step of obedience, right? Like when you sometimes take that step out or take that step of faith, that that's when. Yeah, so I, I know that that was a, a really a major step for you and also that we saw God honor that with some of his answering the prayer. So I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. And then how would you maybe encourage people who are maybe struggling with prayer or maybe aren't so sure about kind of taking those steps? Sure. Yeah, what might you kind of say to them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have to mean it. Hmm. You know, you, uh, God knows when we're, we're being real with him. And, I, and uh, I, I believe that he honors our prayers when he knows that we are earnest and that we truly uh, are seeking his will for our life. And so, um, at least for me, uh, he's done that. And so you really have to mean it. And if you're going to follow Christ, then it's you're jumping in with both feet. There's, there's no real, you can't really straddle that fence. It doesn't exist. Um, you know, when I had that prayer originally, and, um, and, and I was, you know, does God know me? You know, one of the one of the things, one of the, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but one of the, the the things that Jesus says is, you know, depart from me, you wicked. You know, I I, I don't know you. That haunted me. You know, and and, and so um, I just, you know, just encourage people that you want Jesus to know you. You want to have a real relationship with Him. And so, um, you know. When you pray, pray earnestly. Be honest with God, and uh, He'll honor that prayer. And so that's um, that's what I that's what I would say. And it's uh, it's a relationship. It's a commitment, and um, that's worth it. Oh, I think that is beautiful. I don't think I have anything to add other than really what Jim was quoting was actually like James four, where it says, "If you draw close to God, if you actually seek Him, He'll draw close to you." And yes. I think that's yeah. I'm so grateful for you sharing with us. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Thank you. Hi, my name is Angela, and my daughter's name is, and my daughters are Abra and Joanna. Hi, my name is Eric, and my son Aaron. We are here in Canada almost four years. First, when we came here, we started. You know, this was the basic motto of our life to start. Um, a fellowship in our own language and we have been praying for it from so many years since we are here. In our community most of the people they don't speak English and they don't read and they don't write English. It's it's like um, this they go through a lot when they go to other countries and they live there. So we we think to give them also opportunity to you know praise and worship God. And other language English language is good all languages are very good, but in your mother tongue, you can speak loudly. <laughs> then we were praying for our um, electric program for my husband. And then we were praying for, um, for because we had two daughters, so we were praying, like when I got blessed, I was praying for a son, so I got one. <laughs> Yeah.
since uh, since we were here we started like this was the main motto of our life to start uh, our own language urdu language fellowship and we have been praying for it from last four years and then uh, we are thankful to bethany they gave us a space to pray and do the fellowship every sunday and we are so happy <laughs> when um i had my miscarriage and my doctors were like they told me like i couldn't able to have a, another baby uh because of the deficiency of iron was going so much in my body but like i had a faith i was like no i'm going to have another baby and it's going to be a boy and uh, then god blessed me and i i i had a feeling that it's going to be a boy but still i was praying and praying and um then i got blessed with the baby boy in april this year i have one verse so i can start from that verse angela she can help us so it's matthew chapter 7 verses are 7 and 8 i'm going to read in my language right mango to tumhe tumko diya jayega dhoondo to paoge darwaza khatkhatao तो तुम्हारे वास्ते खोला जाएगा क्योंकि जो कोई मांगता है उसे मिलता है और जो ढूंढता है वो पाता है और जो खटखटाता उसके वास्ते खोला जाएगा दिस इज द वर्ड ऑफ द गॉड एमेन सो गॉड सेड आस्क एंड यू शैल रिसीव एंड दिस इज माय बिलीव व्हेनेवर आई प्रे टू गॉड आई ऑलवेज आस्क first time i say god i need this and after that every time i say thank you jesus thank you god i receive it i receive it i receive it i never like uh, uh, ask one thing again and again because he is a father and when you ask a father give me this and your father give to you he never make you harder that you have to say give like a ask ask us so i i give the same verse matthew chapter 7 verse 7 and 8 so read this verses and go like go in the deep of the verses and think about it because our god is a promise god he is very faithful whatever you need your burdens give to them and he can do anything Good morning, I'm Patty and um I've been attending Bethany Church for 22 years and um yeah, we've been married for 25 years. We just celebrated 25 years in May. And I'm Ron and like Patty said, we've been married for nearly 25 years. So this past year I've been praying a lot for our kids. Um there's a lot of transitions happening in our house right now. Our kids are growing up, they're dating. Um one of them is moving. They're working full time just finishing school. So just praying for them as they transition um that God will guide them and lead them and that we could support them in whatever way the best that we can. I've been praying before the Holy Spirit. I've also been praying for healing. not just physical healing which hasn't happened yet but heart healing 
their flaws in my character, such as anger and understanding my illness that I need victory over. And I'm also praying for our family, for God to comfort, bless, and provide for them, for them every day. Things are going to change here in our family in the next five years. So I ask for God's guidance and direction in the future. Prayer makes me feel more connected to God. And when I pray, um, prayer changes things, but it also changes me. And when I think about prayer and my life, um, I just feel more connected to Jesus. And I am rem reminded of who He is and what He's done in my life. I have to remind myself that prayer is conversation. It's having a conversation with God. It's talking to God. I used to be really hard on myself in and just not having enough discipline. Like I used to think I have to get up in the morning, this is how I have to do my devotions and, and carry on with my day. And now I've gotten a lot kinder with myself as far as prayer. I pray when I walk, I pray when I drive, I pray when I wake up in the morning um, almost immediately. And so I think we put too much expectation on what our prayer life is supposed to look like. And um, I think we don't need to do that. I think God just wants us to be in, in contact with Him when we can. Yeah, and prayer for me is just a form of worship, so it really doesn't matter how I do it. There don't have to be rules. So I can just pray, pray how it works for me and God. For me, uh, physically, if I have a bad day, I'm mad. I don't feel like praying. I want things to be good in my life, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they are, and. I know that I have to pray and I should pray, but sometimes I don't want to. Thinking about healing and answering prayers, um, when you receive a diagnosis, the first thing that you pray for is physical healing and what can I take, what medication is going to make this better, but when you're on a, what are we, a 20, 15, 20 year journey of, of illness, your prayers change over time, right? Your prayers become more about provision and um, safety, things like that. And so um, I guess my, not advice, but if I had to say anything, it would be just don't give up. Just keep on praying, just stay connected because for all of us as believers, healing does come one day. I think the answer prayer um, used to be very difficult for me, not getting an answer right away, uh, but through, um, through a lot of study and, and prayer, um, God has just opened my eyes to realize it's His time and not my time, and that I just need to follow His will and be obedient to that, not worry about things changing or happening in my life, It'll happen when it needs to, when God wants it to. Physically healing may not come on this side of heaven, but that's okay. <laughs> I just want to be over here as well. And we need to remember Prayer is answering God's time, not ours. So if he doesn't answer prayer right away, don't give up. Don't stop praying. Be patient. The answers will come. It might not be how you want them to come, but um, 
they do come and God changes, changes our hearts through them. And so now, to actually close our services together, we want to give you some time actually to practice what we've been talking about, to remember the activity of God, and also to spend some time with Him praying about what you need, about the future that He has for you and that you hope to find with Him. And so today, to do that, we want to take really time to take communion here together, which is all about remembering and praying. And so as we come to communion, I want to read to you a traditional opening to communion. And we read this. This is the table, not of the church, but of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love God and for those who want to love God more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little. You who have been here often and you who have not been here long. Come, all of us who have tried to follow and all of us who have failed. Come, because it is the Lord who invites you to be known and to be fed and to be welcomed here. And so, so on the night when Jesus was betrayed... He took a loaf of bread, and after supper we read this, and he said this. He broke the bread and he gave it to them, saying this, that this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us pray together. God, today we turn our thoughts towards you. And we remember all that you have gone through for each and every one of us. How your body was broken so that we might be made whole and healed. And how you continue to move and act in our lives and in our world, seeking to bring healing and hope to each and every one of us. Thank you, God, for all that you bore and all that you did for each and every one of us so that we could be welcomed into your presence. And so today, God, we turn our thoughts, our attention, intention. And so today, God, we turn our thoughts and attention towards you so that we might seek to not only be grateful and appreciative, but so that we might be obedient and to follow. And I pray this all in the wonderful name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Let me read this. And then the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. That Jesus pours out his blood and his sacrifice for you and for me and for the entire world. So with that, might we continue in prayer here today. God, today we come before you. And we are so grateful for your sacrifice. We are so grateful for what you have done for each and every one of us and how you poured out your life for us so that we might be welcomed in. And so today, God, we come with all of our burdens, our failings, our sin, and even our prayers and our hopes for the future. And we give these all to you. And we ask, Lord, would you meet us in this moment? Would you meet us in this space and in this place? And would your spirit fill us so that we might follow you? And we just pray this all in the wonderful name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And so today, so today I want to invite you and really challenge you to continue to spend time remembering what God has done in your life. 
to actually reflect on how he's been active, but then also to pray about the future that you are hoping for and that God has for you. To remember that verse in Philippians where he really says, tell him what you need and then thank him for what he has done. May that be our posture here this week. And as always, we hope to see you all back here next week. Grace and peace.